uh, is the same First Corinthians chapter 12, 7 through 10. Yes, First Corinthians 12, 7 through 10. of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, uh, to another miraculous prayers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another, the interpretation of tongues. Thank you very much. So again, two main things here. First, <coughs> to, but to each person, let us say together, to each person. Each, each person. person. It is the promise from the Lord. It is the word of God. And we need to believe it. This is why we talked about fear, about unbelief, about religious false. Uh, uh, Sometimes this is captured, captive us from receiving something from the Lord. Because to each person, and it is not given to us so we would be beautiful or strong, it is given to the body of Messiah. This is how body is separated, when every one of us can move in your own gift. The second thing I want to show here, uh, sometimes when you read these uh, gifts, sometimes they're working together two or three at the same time. And sometimes it's impossible to separate these gifts and say, this was the gift of knowledge, this was the gift of word of wisdom, this was prophecy. Sometimes when the Lord is moving, it is his gifts and he's supernatural. So he can uh, reveal himself through many different ways in the same situation. So we need to understand that. You can't say, this was my gift, I can move in the world of knowledge, or this is my gift, I can move in the world of wisdom, because sometimes this manifestation can go through person who even doesn't know anything about it, how the Lord wants. So very interesting, because it says here, but to each person is given the manifestation of the Ruach for the benefit of all. So it is not our manifestations. It is manifestation of the Ruach. This is why the Bible says to us to worship the Lord, to pray, to uh, be filled with the Spirit. Because in this case, in this state, you are able to move in the Spirit. You are able to hear His voice. You are able to react on His moving. So, again, it is not from us. It is from Him. It is to each of us for the body, and the second thing I told, it's sometimes it's very hard to separate uh, the spiritual gifts and say this was the word of knowledge, this was the prophecy, because the Lord can manifest, manifest in different uh, directions. So the word of knowledge 
is the supernatural revelation by the Holy Spirit of specific facts. And if you have pen, you can write it if you don't know it. The word of knowledge is the supernatural revelation by the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Spirit, of specific facts, present or future, about a person, group of people, or com concrete situations. Is it understandable? Mm -hmm. Yeah? So, again, it is supernatural revelation by the Holy Spirit of specific facts, present or future, about a person, group of people, or concrete situation. So, very important to remember that. These facts do not come from the ordinary human mind. This gift transmits information from God that is not available to us in the usual way. So, you can pray for somebody and you have the word. Boom. How it's called? Hernia. 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 <laughs> what hernia? Where hernia? Where is my hernia? <laughs> it's not for you. It is for somebody you pray for. Just be bold enough to say this word and to pray. If you're wrong, beautiful. It means that she doesn't have her. You can praise the Lord for her complete restoration and healing for his. But if she has, and the Lord showing you, he wants to use you to heal this person. So I heard that we told today interesting uh, uh, saying that we need more uh, boldness than faith. More courage. More courage than faith. Because we trust them. Faith in Hebrew and trust, it is the same idea. When we trust the Lord, we need courage to say what the Lord wants us to say or to do what the Lord wants us to do. Okay, so the word of knowledge has been associated with the ability to teach the faith, but also with uh, forms of revelation similar to prophecy. It is closely related to another spiritual gift, the word of wisdom. Sometimes they go together. Sometimes you have word from the Lord, you know what to do with it. Sometimes not. Sometimes you have the word, but you don't know what to do with it. And here you need to have uh, somebody who will pray with you, help you to understand what to do next. And if you remember a story about Joseph, he had a revelation and he had understanding what to do with it. It's completely two different things. Because I can imagine Joseph without word of knowledge. He receives this word, everything will be devastated. Famine everywhere, everybody will die. And you know, without word of wisdom, he would be in panic. He would say, it's enough. Yeshua is coming soon. <laughs> we are finished here. Okay, the word of knowledge uh, is often defined as the ability of one person to know what God is currently doing or intends to do in the life of another person. Again, when you pray for somebody or see somebody, the Lord can show you what he's going to do or he can give you the word of knowledge about somebody. The word of knowledge can also be defined as knowing the secrets of another person's heart. 
Through this revelation, God encourages the faith of the believer to receive the healing or comfort that God offers. So we see miracles from the Lord in our in midst of us. And I know that Satan will say to you, maybe it was not a miracle. Who knows? Maybe it was just, you know, circumstances. It is normal when somebody heals from, from, from cancer, it's, you know. What's the deal? Satan can lie to you. Even in the midst of greatest miracle, Satan can lie to you. Don't listen to him. So, the Lord can reveal you the, the heart of person. You can see, sometimes you can think it's from you, but you can see somebody's depressed, or you see somebody's in problem without him explaining to you what's going on. And this can be the word of knowledge to this person. So you need to reveal this word. You need to move in this word. You need to pray in this direction. The word of knowledge is not the knowledge that comes from many years of following Messiah and from a constant study of his word. It is a supernatural revelation. Again, we speak about supernatural gifts of the Lord. When we, receive, when we have received the word of knowledge, this does not mean that we need to act immediately. One more important thing. If you don't have a word of wisdom, better to be quiet. <laughs> yeah. We need to have a word of wisdom that will tell us how to apply this knowledge. Simple example. We can build or destroy a person by using the word of knowledge without the love and care for a person. I heard one example. Somebody stood up on the stage at the conference say. I know here's the prostitute, and the Lord tells you you need to repent. <laughs> You're going to hell. And you can imagine this woman sitting there. And she knows that she's a sinner. She knows that she's wrong with the Lord. She came to receive from the Lord his love and mercy. And here she's hearing the words of condemnation. The Lord tells you you're a prostitute. You're going to hell. What do you think? Will it build her or not? No. I hate these <coughs> preachers yes. mm -hmm. who are happy when people are dying. Mm. Who love to deliver the words of condemnation. <coughs> you will be judged. You are this or you are that. <coughs> I remember the story about this woman who were caught in the adultery. Remember this story? And she was caught in real thing. It wasn't a job for her. Her life was on the edge. And I love these words of Yeshua. I am not condemn you. You're free. Don't do what you did. The word of knowledge in this case would be, I know that there's a woman in this place. She's going through such a difficult time. You're, you're condemning yourself. You don't have hope. You don't have where to go, but the Lord loves you so much. He wants to deliver you from your sin. He loves you. The same word of knowledge, without wisdom and with wisdom. The same word of knowledge can destroy somebody or can build somebody. So we need to remember that this place is not the place of condemnation. <coughs> Kingdom of God is the place of restoration, encouragement, 
blessing. So, you know, um, I love to repeat, I would like to repeat it many times. Uh, I would love for sinners to come in this, into this place. If you are afraid of sinners, what are you doing in the kingdom of God? It's a problem. It means you are a Pharisee in spiritual thing. When you hate somebody because of his sin, it's a wrong thing. You need to hate the sin, but love the sinner. Yeshua was always with sinners. They surrounded his life. But the troublemakers were the holy people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who wanted to kill him. And eventually they brought him to, to judge, to kill him. So we need to understand that. Why I say this? Because word of knowledge, and we, are, we will ask the Lord to fill us with the word of knowledge. We need to be careful how we use this, using these tools, gifts of the Lord, from the Lord, spiritual gifts. It is not to destroy, it is to rebuild, it is to help. Even if you have some, something very strong about somebody, even you understand something, or the Lord showed you something about somebody, please be careful to deliver it in love, with care, with understanding of person. Never, never allowed your mouth to pro proclaim judgment into somebody's life. Never do that. Never. You know the Lord is judge. And how you judge, you will be judged the same. The same. And the good news is that we all are sinners. It's a good news for us. You know why it's good news? It's a good news because it is the Lord doesn't expect us to be holy in everything. We are all sinners. Okay, so, this is why all spiritual gifts need to operate in agape, the love of God. Let us say together, agape. 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 The love of God. All kinds of gifts. So today we speak about word of knowledge. This is very serious tool. The Lord is giving to us. He is using us. What lead it when he called Josh, I believe it was word of wisdom and word of knowledge. Uh, when we prayed for, for uh, Jamie, it was word of knowledge and wisdom when we delivered these words into his life. So he is already operating with us, inside of us, in our congregation with these words. But be careful to use it in the love, in care for each other. Amen? Amen. So how it's happened? How can we... Uh, understand that this is the gift uh, of word of knowledge so we can see something in the spirit about a person or a place who had these experiences in his life so you're driving into some city and you feel this darkness it can be this also spiritual uh, understanding discernment of spirits but it can be word of knowledge you just know you know something wrong or something right <laughs> You see it right now, something happening. The Lord is here and He is moving, and you have the word from Him. You don't know nothing about it in your mind, but you, you, can, you can know it. Wow, that's beautiful. We can hear a word or phrase within ourselves. Hernia. 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 I never used this word in my life. Hernia. Hernia. 
hernia. There you go. Hernia. I need to definition hernia. So we can feel something in our body. So sometimes it's my experience when I pray for somebody or for something, I can feel pain mm. out of nowhere. And I have to ch choice what to do or go immediately to the hospital or to drink water or to deliver the word of knowledge. Sometimes the Lord can show you some problem by showing you on your own body. Mm. So who had the same similar situation in his life? Okay, so I would like to ask you a question. Who had the word of knowledge from the Lord very briefly? And how, how did you experience it? What was that for you? Anybody, please? You have. What? What was your experience when you received the word of knowledge from the Lord? Did the Lord speak to you or show you something or you feel pain? Do you have any, any time in your life? In past, this word of knowledge. Can you? Can, can I go again? So, somebody else should, somebody else should go. Yes, if you don't, I will go again. I should encourage you. Yes. Do we have any testimony? Okay, please. I can't say it super fast, but I'll say it as fast as I can. Okay. Um, my father in law had, had a heart attack, and they lived in Columbia, Columbus, Georgia. We lived in Atlanta, Georgia area. My dad happened to be there. It was right around Christmas time. Louder, please. It was right around Christmas time, and my dad happened to be there, but my father-in-law had had a heart attack in another city about two hours away. So I was up almost all night long. We were going to leave really, really early in the morning. It was winter, so it was dark. Um, it was going to be a long drive. And I kept having this sense that something was going to happen to us, that we weren't going to make it back, um, to the point that I left a note to the three kids. When my dad saw it the next morning, he knew right away. But... All of a sudden, I laid down for a little bit, and it was like, pray against it. And, I mean, I just barely got my life straightened back out with the Lord at that point anyway. But um, we were on our way. It was in the dark. We'd gotten off of the main freeway. We were on another freeway into Columbus. And all of a sudden, we drove a van right, right in front of us, and neither one of us knew how it happened. And also, my husband was not. He was a newer believer. Um, and I had told him, I thought he's going to think I'm nuts, but I had told him shortly after we left the house what was going on, and I said, I, I think we need to pray, and so we pulled, we prayed together. But anyway, on that road, and all of a sudden in the dark, there was a truck parked across that highway, freeway, whatever it was, right, right in front of us, and we had no idea how we got over, but... I think that was probably a word of knowledge that God was giving me of some that Satan was going to try to kill us was what I was essentially feeling and sensing. And then it was it was like I was resigned to it and it was pray against it. Good. So well, I thank you for I'll never word, forget of, that. word of wisdom that you prayed, not just yeah. say, ah, what a good dream. You won't be here today. No, probably not. They Praise the Lord. Huh? Mary. Mary. Miriam. Miriam. I don't know Mary. We don't have Mary. Miriam. Miriam. <coughs> love. This was the time I got a word of knowledge, and I was headed. It was during the Holocaust um, celebration, you know, reunion, and I was headed to Westside to listen to a Holocaust a Holocaust survivor, and um, I kept getting. Miriam, Miriam, please. I don't. I can't. People, I, people don't. 
Kept yeah, I kept getting Roosevelt. And this was a time I didn't listen because I can get around Jacksonville very easily without going on 295. And I didn't listen, and I went twice, and I ended up on 295 and got caught in a traffic jam for three and a half hours oh, over the dear. Buckman Bridge. Mm. Now, and I know that we're learning because it was a time I didn't listen to him and go down through town and go down Roosevelt Boulevard because I would have made it to the, and I, I didn't forget that because I know that God will give us a word and if we don't listen to the word, mm. that uh, we're learning and we will not forget that. Yes. And I like that story because it was, I goofed and I just didn't hear him. And, and what I did was I went to get on at one spot and then I went around <coughs> and got on again on 295. And God knew that I was gonna be caught in that. But I, I like it because I remember that when the time you get a, a word that you don't listen to. Mm. And I'm sure that we do that a lot. I do know one time I got one, I looked at my father who was across the table from me and I saw a great film and I got cancer. And I just looked at him and knew he had cancer of the lung. And I went back, when I went to work the next day, I got one of the doctors to look at them. And he did have cancer of the lung and he ended up with surgery. And the surgeon came to me and wanted to know with this new nursing graduate <laughs> how she diagnosed my father. But I believe that it was God that showed mm. me because I saw the great film over yes. him. And, um, um, and I got, and that's what I got from him. But I love the Roosevelt one. Because <laughs> that's when we don't listen. Yes. I call it uh, umbrella lesson. Yeah. <laughs> when you know that you need to take an umbrella, you don't. Because it's a sunny, shiny, and Yes, Lord, I'm, and the next time again, the same thing. So one more, please. Yes, sure. Very loud, if you can. I have to stand up? Yes, it's too loud, because people can hear. Okay, so I work for a hospital, and I work for a large department in the hospital, 16 cardiologists. Huh? Loud. I can't speak that loud. It's a microphone. Okay. People want to hear Okay, so I worked for a large um, cardiology group at a hospital, and I had a CEO that I really, I knew who he was, but I didn't know him. And this started off, I woke up and I thought, am I dreaming, or are you speaking to me, Lord? And the Lord actually told me what was going on in this man's life. And I got up to get ready to go to the hospital, and I knew that the Lord was telling me, to go and talk with this man and I'm arguing with the Lord and I said Lord what you're showing me if I go and tell him what you're saying and what you've shown me I'm not only going to lose my job but I don't know where I'm going to go after this so I said Lord and I got in the car and all the way to work I just started weeping and I said Lord I will say to him everything you've shown me if you'll bring him to me and don't make me go to him so i worked in a heart cath lab and this man never came to the freestanding heart cath lab and i got there very early and went in and turned everything on and as i looked up he was standing in front of me <laughs> and i said i have something to tell you and so i told him 
And he said, don't ever dream about me and don't ever hear anything about me again. And he popped me in the arm lightheartedly and he left. That was at 6.30 in the morning at 11 o'clock. My name went over the loudspeaker and I was called to the CEO's office. And when I went in, he said, tell me everything now. So I told him and he sat there weeping. And he said, I'm too far in. I can't get out. And I said, if you don't get out, it can cost you everything. And God wants to give you an opportunity to turn it around. And I was so afraid as I stood there talking to him. And all of a sudden, the, the compassion of God just flooded me for this man. And he opened up and told me where he had been hurt. But the thing was, he was in adultery. And he'd only been married one time to a childhood sweetheart. And so as I had to tell him, he said, you don't, he said, you know, do you know your own reputation in the hospital? And I said, yeah, I do. I said, I don't have ears for gossip. And I don't talk about anybody else, but I'm always willing to pray. And he said, I can't do what you're asking me to do because I asked him to not only repent but to go to his wife because I had to tell him what I felt like the Lord told me and so three days later I was in my office in Orange Park and we got a call and my cardiologist was called out to a, a tennis court and my very young CEO very healthy man had fallen flat, had three aneurysms, a valve in his heart blew, and the doctors were saying that if he lives, he'll never have his right mind. And so I went to my boss, who was not my CEO, because he was in the hospital, but my boss, and I said, I told her what happened, and she said, I know, he called me, and he asked me all kinds of questions about you. And she said he was weeping. And she said, so will you start holding a meeting for the office and um, praying for him until God either shows you one way or another? Well, I want you to know when they said he would be a vegetable, within six weeks, he was awake and he was given an ultimatum because he didn't only commit adultery, he was in so much perjury. There was so much going on against the hospital. And it all came out. But God saved his marriage. He repented. And he gave his life to the Lord. Now let us read about uh, this uh, gift in the scriptures because it will build our faith. We will get and pray. First John. First John or John 1? John 1, I'm sorry. John 1, 43 through 51. Through 51? Yeah. Okay. And 51 or just 251? Uh, the next day, having decided to leave the, for the, Gal, the Galil, Yeshua found Philip and said, Follow me. Philip was from Bethsaida, the town where Andrew and Kepha lived. Philip, uh, Philip found Nathaniel. 
and told him, We found the one the, the, that Moshe wrote about in the Torah, also the prophets. It's Yeshua ben Yosef from Netzarit. Nathaniel answered him, Netzarit, how can anything good come from there? <laughs> come and see, Philip said to him. Yeshua saw Nathaniel coming toward him and remarked about him. Here's a true son of Israel. Nothing false in him. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Yeshua answered him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael said, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of, king, king of Israel. <laughs> Yeshua answered, You believe all this just because I told you I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than that. Uh, then he said to him, yes, indeed, I tell you that you will see heaven open and the angels of God going up and coming down on the Son of Man. Yeah. So, Amen. two things. First, it is a mystery, mystery what he did under the fig tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nobody knows what, but something. <coughs> Probably he prayed, I think. We hope. <laughs> wow. And I know that during the time of Yeshua, it was a huge messianic expectation at that time. It was the time when it was an electricity in the air. People expected Messiah to come. Mm -hmm. And Yeshua, he received the word of knowledge about this person. He saw him for the first time in his life. But he already knew who it was. He knew his heart. And he said, prophetic words into his life and it turned his life completely I don't want to read it but another story you remember that probably when they brought a paralyzed man and Yeshua told him get up you know, he told him your sins are forgiven when you think about this story you, you, you can ask yourself a question why would he forgive his sins without even healing him. But first he forgave his sin. And I believe this is how word of, uh, or uh, gift of healing can work, through word of knowledge. Probably something happened into this life of this man. So he had to be forgiven in order to receive his healing. And you know our soul and our physical life are bound together. Sometimes unforgiveness or uh, self-condemnation or stuff from past can hold us from receiving something from the Lord. In this case, Yeshua performed a miracle by saying, your sins are forgiven. And notice something. This paralyzed man wasn't able to ask forgiveness from Yeshua. He was paralyzed. Think about it. He was paralyzed. He wasn't begging, he wasn't crying, he wasn't screaming, he wasn't doing anything. He was paralyzed. Nothing could he do. But something happened in... Thank you. You saved word of knowledge. <laughs> but something, something he showed saw in, in the heart of this man, maybe in his mind. Probably some dialogue was in his mind. Some things happened. He saw it, he said, your sins are forgiven. Mm -hmm. 
not, not anymore. No more. You're free. And then it opens the gates and healing floated in his life. And you remember when Pharisee says, who are you? How can you forgive sins? And Yeshua told them, what's easier? Say that your sins are forgiven or, or to say, stand up here and walk home, go home, you know? And they were astonished. Basically, by doing this miracle, he told them, I have power to forgive the, his sin. So what I want to say by, by, by telling these stories, it is not only something that Yeshua could do. It is available to us today, right now. It is available to us. The Lord is the same. The Holy Spirit is the same. We can do the same things. Very same things. Okay, the last place from the scriptures is uh, Acts chapter 5. No, Acts chapter 9, let's say this way. Chapter 9, verse 10, and verse through verse 12. Acts 9, 10 through 12. Acts 9, 10 to 12. Through 12. <coughs> There was a Talmudim in Damascus, Hananiah by name, and in a vision the Lord said to him, Hananiah, he said, here I am, Lord. The Lord said to him, get up and go to, the, to Straight Street, to Yehuda's house, and ask for a man from Tarsus named Shaul. For he is praying, and in a vision he has seen a man named Hananiah, coming in and placing his hand upon him to restore his sight. Two words of knowledge. One is Paul receives and another Hananiah receives. You need to understand, Paul, he was an enemy. He was known in Israel by killing Christians, believers. And here's the Hananiah praying the Lord said, go to Paul. Can you imagine his response? Probably most of us would say, forget about it. Can you talk to somebody else? <laughs> I'm out of here. But uh, here we have his obedience, his humble heart. And now we have uh, half of the scriptures, New Testament, Brita Hadashah. Half of these uh, writings are written by, uh, by Apostle Paul. Yeah? So uh, let us do some uh, practical stuff. Let us, uh, I would like to pray for you. Thank you so much, Josh. So we have uh, 30 minutes to do so. I would like to pray for you in this direction. So would you like to have to move in this uh, spiritual gifts? Would you like to? Yeah. So let us do the same thing as we did last time. Let us 